You're listening to the RBN Energy Blogcast. This is an audio version of RBN Energy's daily blog, the oil and gas industry's go-to source for insight. Every day, we cover commodity fundamentals, industry changes, and developing trends across energy markets. And now, we're making it easier than ever to enjoy our blogs. Whether it's on your drive into work, while you're at the office, or at home walking the dog, settle in, turn the volume up, and enjoy. Tuesday, October 6, 2020. House of Pain. Once again, Bakken crude oil producers were hit especially hard by sagging prices. Published by Housley Carr. Tough times in the crude oil sector generally affect all participants to some degree, but the impacts can vary widely by production basin. We saw that back in 2014-16, when the crash in oil prices battered the Eagleford, Bakken and Nibrera but left the Permian unscathed, production there actually kept rising. Fast forward to 2020 with its COVID-induced demand destruction, anemic prices, and uncertain at best recovery, and again the Bakken really took it on the chin. Production in the basin plummeted by 28% in one month, from April to May, and while Bakken output rebounded this summer, the rig count has been hovering at its lowest level in memory and another, albeit slower production decline may be imminent. Today, we discuss the challenges facing exploration and production companies in western North Dakota. As we said a couple of months ago in Dakota, our drill-down report on Bakken crude oil gathering systems, the Bakken was one of the first shale plays to demonstrate the promise and potential of horizontal drilling and hydraulic fracturing in the production of crude oil. Between the beginning of 2010 and the end of 2014, Bakken crude production soared by 400%, from 250,000 barrels per day to 1.26 million barrels per day, according to the Energy Information Administration, or EIA. But the mid-decade collapse in oil prices knocked the Bakken to its knees. By December 2016, crude production there had fallen to less than 960,000 barrels per day, and the number of active rigs in the play had dropped to 32, from 182 rigs two years earlier. Bakken producers soon got back on their feet, though. Crude oil prices rebounded, ENP significantly reduced their drilling and completion costs and increased their wells' productivity, and especially important for the Bakken, which remained chronically short of pipeline takeaway capacity through its initial 2010-2014 growth spurt. The Dakota Access Pipeline, where DAPL to Potoka, Illinois came online in June 2017. DAPL which started out with a capacity of 470,000 barrels per day and has since been expanded to 570,000 barrels per day, freed many Bakken producers and shippers from their reliance on crude by rail and slashed the cost of delivering the plays like crude to market. More on DAPL in a moment. Bakken crude production rose steadily through the 2017-19 period, exceeding its previous December 2014 peak of 1.26 million barrels per day in July 2018, then topping 1.4 million barrels per day in October of that year and 1.5 million barrels per day in October and in November 2019. Production plateaued at just below 1.5 million barrels per day through the winter of 2019-2020, but then came the coronavirus, plus a federal court ruling that, while on hold for now, could soon shut down DAPL for at least a few months. When the pandemic shut down air travel, prompted stay-at-home orders, and slowed the U.S. economy to a crawl, the resulting demand destruction, and oil price plunge spurred massive cutbacks in E&P capital spending and drilling and completion activity. From March to April, Bakken production slid by 14%, from 1.41 million barrels per day to 1.24 million barrels per day, and from April to May production fell off a cliff, plummeting another 28% to 889,000 barrels per day, the basin's lowest level since June 2013, as E&Ps there shut in thousands of existing wells and stopped most of their drilling. Production in the Bakken ticked up slightly in June, to 913,000 barrels per day, 
and jumped 16% in July and another 12% in August as many shut-in wells were restarted. But the basin's output has remained level through September, at just shy of 1.2 million barrels per day, and there are indications that the summertime rebound is not sustainable. Why? For one thing, there's that super low rig count number. Between late March and mid-June the number of active rigs in the Bakken declined from 49 to 11, and in the 16 weeks since then, the count has been range-bound, between 9 and 11 rigs, record lows for the basin in the shale era, and considerably lower than the 35 to 40 rigs the North Dakota Department of Mineral Resources has suggested would be needed to maintain production levels for long. Consider Hess Corporation, one of the largest producers in the Bakken. Back in the spring the ENP shifted from a six-rig program to a one-rig program in the basin. Notably, Hess decided to keep that one rig running so the company could maintain the institutional knowledge on productivity and technique that it has gained both within Hess and among its primary drilling and completion contractors. With only one active rig in the Bakken for the foreseeable future, Hess said during its July 29th earnings call that it wouldn't add another rig in the basin until West Texas Intermediate was selling for close to $50 per barrel, the company expects its production there to decline gradually, from 194,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day in the second quarter to 185,000 BOE per day in the third quarter. By the end of the year, Hess expects its Bakken production to dip to less than 175,000 BOE per day. As for 2021, the company has indicated that it can maintain production at close to the end of 2020 level if it adds a second rig, but that production would continue to decline next year if it sticks with only one active rig guidance for 2021 will come in January. Producers' activity, as exemplified by Hess, is a function of the commodity prices that drive their economics. As U.S. producers know all too well, WTI prices since early June have been stuck within two or three bucks of $40 per barrel, and the threat of increased production by Saudi Arabia looms. Additionally for Bakken producers they must contend with uncertainty of the continued operation of the Dakota Access Pipeline. As we discussed in Dream On, a U.S. District Court judge on March 25, 2020, ordered that the U.S. Corps of Engineers develop an updated Environmental Impact Statement, or EIS, on DAPL to address the potential impacts of an oil spill on Lake O, a large reservoir on the North Dakota-South Dakota border under which the pipeline passes. On July 5, the same judge vacated a Corps of Engineers easement under the lake and ordered that the pipeline be shut down until the EIS is completed, a process that could take the better part of next year. A federal appellate court stayed the shutdown order on August 5, but the legal matters have yet to be resolved and the Corps last month initiated the environmental review that was ordered back in March, the review is expected to take about a year. Separately Energy Transfer, Dapple's operator and part owner, has indicated as recently as early September that, as a result of open seasons, the pipeline's capacity will be increased significantly over the next couple of years, beginning with an incremental expansion that would come online by the third quarter of 2021. The possibility that DAPL, the Bakken's largest takeaway pipeline, might be shut down for some period of time has led producers and midstreamers alike to examine how best to transport crude out of the basin if the pipeline is actually taken offline. Generally speaking, they've said that, given the slowdown in Bakken production from its 1.5 million barrels per day peak, there appears to be sufficient pipeline and crude by rail capacity in place for them to get by. Of course, extensive use of crude by rail, which costs more than transporting oil by pipeline, would further reduce how much producers receive for their crude. So where is Bakken crude oil production likely headed in 2021 and beyond? That depends on where prices go. In RBN's latest production forecast for the basin, we see Bakken output sagging slightly to about 1.1 million barrels per day for the next couple of years if WTI prices hover around $45 per barrel, about $5 higher than where they stand now. 
If WTI slips to $35 per barrel, we see Bakken production tumbling to less than 1 million barrels per day by the end of 2021, and if prices rise to $55 per barrel, we see output increasing gradually through the early 2020s and approaching their 2019 highs by late 2024. That's hardly a quick return to status quo ante, but it may be the best producers can hope for. House of Pain was written by Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, Michael Anthony, and David Lee Roth. It appears on the B-side of the Van Halen's hit single, Jump, and as last song on side two of Van Halen's sixth studio album, 1984. The LP was the last to feature all four of the band's original members, including Eddie Van Halen, who passed away on Tuesday, October 6th, at the age of 65. Rolling Stone magazine ranked 1984 as number 81 on its list of the 100 greatest albums of the 1980s. In its review, the publication said, Eddie Van Halen discovered the synthesizer. The LP reached number two on the Billboard Top 200 Albums chart, remaining there for five weeks, behind Michael Jackson's Thriller, on which Eddie Van Halen made a guest performance. 1984 produced four singles, Jump, Panama, I'll Wait, and Hot for Teacher. The album was certified diamond by the Recording Industry Association of American, signifying that it sold more than 10 million copies. Van Halen was an American rock band formed in Pasadena, California, in 1972. The band has had eight members pass through its ranks, only the Van Halen brothers remained in the band since its formation. The group has released 12 studio albums, two live albums, two compilation albums and 56 singles. They have sold over 80 million records worldwide. Van Halen has won one American Music Award, one Grammy Award and four MTV Video Music Awards. We all mourn Eddie's passing. This has been the RBN Energy Blogcast. Thanks for listening.